Hello and welcome to episode 86 of Christians in Our Soup, a weekly podcast by two of God's peculiar people, about God's peculiar people, for God's peculiar people, proving that life is simply not as black and white as some would have us believe, but that sometimes life gets real and doesn't fit into any boxes, no matter how hard we try. Brother, should we move on with a confession? Yeah. Or shall we just try and wing it and see how many of our listeners notice the difference between this week and, and previous well, weeks? The confession that you and I don't communicate. Yes, that's about the size of it. Yes. This truly is live. Yes. <laughs> oh, dear. We, we had thought, both of us had thought that a conversation that we'd had uh, off air last week had led us to a different item in the armor of god which is a series that we're working our way through at the moment um so Bradman and i had very carefully and lovingly prepared two totally different items now <laughs> i have to say kudos to my brother who literally a minute before we went live decided that he would graciously step back from all his earnest preparation um for the sword of the spirit that he had done ready for today and pull up a blog that he wrote how long ago uh about five years ago now wowie okay um <laughs> to use as his notes um, as we talk about the shield of faith which is what i had prepared for this week thinking that yes. that's what we decided last week oh hang on a minute have i taken the right yes i have taken the right notes we're all right carry on. <laughs> don't go there again not at this stage mate not at this stage oh man so um you'll, you'll notice potentially a slight difference in the way that um uh, in the way that this goes um so um because i've what i've done as part of my research for this is brought up several devotions around the whole idea of the shield of faith nothing hugely new nothing um life-changing in that respect in terms of learning anything new um but i always find it fascinating and interesting to get different people's views on a thing particularly a biblical thing and where they can back it scripturally great is that something for me to learn something for me to catch afresh and this series on the armor of god has been great you know because mm. you, you come to passages like this thinking well we know all of this but actually as you look into it deeper and deeper each time you learn something fresh each time you know i think i've shared before about 18 months two years ago i was asked when we were uh, living and working at nicholson house to uh, lead a week's worth of um devotions on the 23rd psalm and i thought well that's going to be dead easy i know all of that and the more i got into it to prepare that stuff the more god said well actually you don't know this because there's that and I, oh right okay and it was brilliant because it came to me very very fresh and there are fresh items um, that, that came out of that which uh, praise god still uh, still a helpful from today so so that's kind of where i've gone so i want to kick off with something which bramwell very often mentions in his um in his openings um because my brother here he's looking a bit worried now he's looking at well, i am now. yeah um, what do i do my, my <laughs> brother here is a biblical language scholar <laughs> Really? that's all right i'll, I'll edit that Which laugh out mate. That? <laughs> I'll, I'll edit that bit out mate nobody will know that you <laughs> laughed at yourself then 
you, you are the one who more often than not will go to the original Greek or the original Hebrew, whichever is appropriate, and occasionally both. And, and you are brave enough, which is far more than I ever am, um, to uh, to try pronunciations from time to time as well. And and you know, praise God for your bravery, brother, because that's not somewhere I would I would go down. And if my um, New Testament stroke Greek lecturer from Moreland's College thirty years ago could hear me now he would be wagging his finger at me saying, you only did Greek for one term and then you got out when you could. And the answer is, yes, I did. Um, so anything like that that I pick up, I, um, I have to go away and research fresh. But what was interesting, one of the first things that I found uh, was this on the uh, CBN uh, website. Uh, and it said this, Paul used the wording above all, causing us to think that he meant more importantly than all. Now, the first thing to say on that point is that I went straight to uh, the Bible Gateway website. Um, and by the way, we're not sponsored by any of the websites that I mentioned today, but it's for your reference to be able to go and check this out for yourselves. Um, but I went straight to the Bible Gateway website. And for those of you who know it, you'll be familiar with this. For those of you who don't, there's a list of about two dozen, if not more, translations that at the click of a button, you can hit that translation search and find that reference, that, that passage in, in that particular translation. Um, I didn't go through all of them, but what I did notice was that by far most of the modern translations actually don't use this phrase. It's generally speaking, the older versions, um, revised standard version, I think is one, older versions of the NIV that use this phrase. A lot of the others these days uh, use a phrase that kind of encompasses where this guy is going with his notes. I'll tell you that in a moment. Paul used the wording above all, causing us to think that he meant more important than all. But I recently heard teaching by Rick Renner, a Greek scholar who has a wonderful gift of breaking down New Testament words in their original language. He asked, could the shield of faith really be more important than all? Could it really be more important than the sword of the spirit or the breastplate of righteousness? And the answer is no. In the Greek, the phrase above all is translated from two words. The first means over or out in front, and the second word means all or everything. So when you put those two words together, they don't describe the importance of the shield of faith, but they actually describe its position. So a better translation would be out in front of all or covering all, which I thought was really interesting um, because we've, if we're not careful, we very often read um, straight into the English translation. For those of us who read English, you know, okay, you know for, for those of you in, in other languages, we tend to read directly into our own language and we read it straight into today's background and therefore we bring not necessarily wrong but not the best interpretation of what the original writer was trying to put down and again forgive me for referencing but i often uh, remember my new testament lecturer at moreland's college saying to get the full meaning of the scriptures you need to read them against the background in which they were written and you know that's what this guy rick renner has done he's gone back he's taken the original words um, and when you look at the original words and their correct translation you get almost a completely different meaning. Yeah. What Paul is saying is this is not the most important item in the armory. What he's saying is this item covers everything. It stands out in front of us and it covers everything. And that was something that you referenced um, uh, last week very briefly, that the shield is something that actually the Roman soldier could crouch down behind and be pretty much completely protected. I think I'm right in saying, and I haven't got this in front of me, I think I'm right in saying um, that the shield in this instance was something like four foot tall, about two foot wide. So, you know, you, you've got a sizable thing there, which you could be, um, you know, protected by. And also when you look at the makeup of the shield, uh, I believe that it was made of a sizable chunk of wood, but it was then either completely covered with uh, metal 
or with leather, oiled leather. Um, and the idea of both of those things was um, because part of warfare back in those days was firing arrows that had been set alight, um, mm. and the, both the metal and the, um, the the leather would extinguish those arrows, which is what Paul alludes to. So again, it's seeing it in its original context gives you a far greater idea of what Paul was actually um, aiming at when he was talking about this. Yeah, yeah, um, and I was thinking about the shield. Yeah, the, the Romans had two types of shields. So they had the more yeah. sort of circular type yeah. of the, the Captain America type. <laughs> yes, and then the the long door shaped shield. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Paul is very specific in in his use here of the fact that he's talking about the large door shaped um, yeah. shield because, as you were saying, you know they can crouch behind, you can get behind. Um, it covers everything. You know, we yeah. are. Most of us are. Yes. Careful what I want to say. <laughs> you know, straight down. Yes. Uh, moving on. Uh, so yes. we can get behind that shield. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So that shield does protect our whole body. Yeah. You know, against anything that that comes, and that's exactly what the Romans Romans did. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had all the the the, uh, the different. Um, uh, I want to say maneuvers, but it's not yes. maneuvers, but defenses. Yes. Yeah, the, the the tortoise shape where they used to they put just about to mention that yeah their yeah, their shields in front of them and to the sides and above and, and everything and they had this all round protection um, as a as a as a group so, um, from from that door shaped shield so yeah, yeah there's no again you know, we've talked about this before when Paul writes he's very specific and there's no coincidence that no. he's specific about what he's using to portray yeah. um, in the armour. Yeah. It's interesting you use the word door. I think one of the other devotions um, that, that I pulled up and I was just having a quick look while you were talking, but I can't find it, specifically uh, uses that word door. And yeah, it, it was, broadly speaking, like carrying two thirds of what we would now recognise as a door around with you. There, there was a suggestion in one of the things that I read as well, that the shields were also interlockable. Um, so, as you say, you, you had the tortoise and you also had the ability to build a, a wall, um, a defensive wall almost out of these shields as well. And when you think you only want three of those shields, one on top of the other, and you've got a 12 foot height. Yes. You know, that's a formidable wall of defense. And the reason I mentioned that is from something that you said earlier on relating to your own time over the last few days where working as a team, you are stronger, you know. And, and one of the reasons for that is that combined faith sharing your stories of, of uh, faith and, and what God has done for us in the past and so on and so forth um, is a means of strengthening our own faith and building our own faith. So that there is something significant about the fact that the Roman uh, shields that Paul is talking about here, they were interlockable so that they could combine and work together for a greater defense um, of, the, uh, of the soldiers. Mate, did you want to reference your blog? Uh, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say carry on. (laughs) Okay. Because I've, as as you were talking, more and more was coming to me at the time. Okay, brilliant. um, Yeah, no, that's that's no problem. I will, I I will, I will move on to to the next devotion that I came up with. Um, And this is taken from, where are we? Legionnaire Ministries. So yeah, do do give them a look up. Um, Devotions, the Shield of Faith. And they reference this. Scripture often refers to the Almighty as a shield 
Um, they put a scripture in there, Genesis 15, 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Fear not, Abraham, I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. And that's that's really interesting within the context of, of what we're talking about. He goes on, the writer goes on to say, we must keep this in mind as we consider Paul's call for us to take up the shield of faith. Trusting in God, lifting up the shield of faith is to rest in him as our protector, as the one who keeps the assaults of the devil from destroying us. Now, rest in him. I don't know about you and I don't know about our listeners, but and I was saying to Anne earlier on, to rest in him, my goodness, I have struggled so badly with that. You know, we, we've had a scripture come up for us, uh, for the two of us in terms of our journey moving forward from Exodus 14, 14. The people are told, be still, be quiet. The Lord will fight for you. Mm-hmm. Man, really? Because I, I'm one of those people who just wants to take up the sword and get in there and, and deal with whatever is that, that, that's happening and, and sort it out to rest in the Lord. Now, I'm not suggesting for a moment that resting in God means that we do nothing. But what it's talking about is resting in the peace of God, resting in the confidence of God. It comes back to what I was saying earlier from this, what this guy wrote relating to, to mental health issues. Um, it's coming back to resting in the knowledge that God is there um, and, and having that faith and confidence in him, in the fact that he's in our hearts, he's with us, he's never moved. And when you get to that point, that alone, let alone looking back on your life and seeing what God has done for you, and I'll come back to that in just a second, um, that alone, that that getting back to that basic truth of our faith, that God is with us, God is here in our hearts with us, gives us the confidence then to say, okay, Lord, I recognize the bits that I need to do, but I can rest in the confidence and in the peace that you're walking this walk with me. It doesn't take the issues away, but it gives us the confidence to know that we're walking through those things with the Lord. Now, also, I was saying about referencing um, the things that God has done for us in the past. I think probably in the last five or six weeks, um, Anne and I at one time or another have both had our black days. And on both occasions, what we've done is gone back to the diary that we kept when we first felt uh, about six months ago, when we first felt that God was calling us to move from where we are. It was such a shock to our system because we'd only been here for a few weeks at the time. And I said to Anne, if we're going to do this journey, I want to write it down as we go, um, because I want to see, A, I want it to be a, a yardstick for us to look back and say, hang on a second, did God really say that? Do we need to measure that against scripture or whatever? You know, But also as a means of saying, well, actually, God has been amazing in this journey and we've got something to remember that by and be reminded um, you know, Old, Old Testament um, is, is littered with examples of uh, people putting monuments up in places where God has done something special. Um, our monument, for want of a better expression, is the diary that we've kept over the last six, six and a half months, give or take. Yeah. Um, and on both of the occasions that Anne and I have had really, really tough times, we've sat down and we've gone back through that diary. We've looked at the scriptures that God has given. We've looked at some of the meditations from the Northumbria community that, um, that have been helpful to us at the time. And we just reminded ourselves, God is here. And that's a faith builder. When you look back and see what God has done, your faith is built. It then becomes a much easier shield to lift up because you see what God has done. You recognize that he's going to go on doing it. Yes. Sorry, that, yeah. that, that waffled a little bit, but you know, I hope it's helpful to, uh, to, to folk to hear. Yeah, definitely. And as you were, it's interesting, you, you brought up that um, in terms of resting in him. Yeah. And in terms of you know, one thing that I was thinking about as we were talking was the fact that you know, 
building faith, and we'll come on to faith in a minute, but building faith, to build faith, we need, it's, it's building a relationship with God. Yep. How do we build a relationship with God? But it's through prayer, it's through worship, it's through scripture. Ultimately, it's through spending time with him. And therefore, the, the resting in God comes and that helps us to build our faith and yeah. strengthen our faith. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was interesting that you brought that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One other thing, if I may, and then if you want to um, dive into um, the, the faith thing itself, um, that would be great. This one comes from uh, seedsofthekingdom.org. I, I struggled not to read the entire thing of this, but the, the first half of this devotion um, by a guy called Peter Horobins, not a familiar name to me, um, but I love this story that he shares. And he wrote this, a friend of mine wrote recently about the terrible difficulty he went through when his wife died. They were a wonderful Christian couple who'd been happily married for 60 years. The day eventually came when death parted them, a terrible blow for the husband. At the funeral, as he watched her coffin being lowered into the ground, a thought came into his mind. That's the last you'll ever see of her. In other words, don't expect to see her in heaven because you're deceiving yourself to believe in God or eternal life. Wow. In that vulnerable moment, he believed the voice and swallowed the lie. He didn't feel that God was there. In fact, he felt that his lifelong Christian faith was nonsense and had been for nothing. Can't imagine standing at my wife's graveside having been a lifelong Christian and suddenly finding that you feel that it doesn't count for anything that no, I can't imagine yeah. that from that time onwards he looked on the outside like a normal believer but inside he lost all belief in God nevertheless for some reason he continued his habit of attending church and Bible study group although he didn't know why he did so after about a year one day he was in a Christian meeting when the speaker read these words from the Bible without faith it is impossible to please God which is Hebrews 11 6 the words came like a revelation and the man realized that it wasn't all about his feelings, whether he felt God was there or not, but it was about faith. Faith is trusting what you can't feel and can't see. It doesn't require feelings. And I read that and fairly quickly, something that my youth pastor, Andy Hickford, said to me many years ago, well, said to us as a youth group many, many years ago. Um, and I think I might have shared it on, on the show before. Feelings can be a great servant, but a lousy master. And I totally agree with that. You know, there have been a couple of occasions on our walk um, from where we are towards our move to North Wales, where um, our hearts have been beating both physically and metaphorically um, for certain direction um, within the walk. And we've gone to the Lord and said, Lord, is this right? Because we want to make sure that we're doing what you're calling us to do, not what we feel and not what we're personally getting excited about. And I think on one occasion, God has said, go with your heart on this because that's where my heart's beating. And I think on another occasion, it's, it's been, no, not this time. But it's, it's recognizing the feelings that we have and putting them before the Lord and saying, Lord, is this right before you or not? But faith cannot be dependent on feelings because feelings are such a movable feast. Um, you know yeah definitely and I was yeah the, I mean the original yeah you talk about being a, a language scholar, <laughs> a language scholar. <laughs> <laughs> now's your time to definitely shine brother <laughs> but um, the original the original grief 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 Greek, <laughs> Greek um, of smashing plates um, yes. of faith is moral conviction it's a conviction mm -hmm. yeah but it's 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 an internal I say an internal conviction it's a conviction that yeah, of something that we can't 
C. Yeah. Um, and that is, you know, that is what faith is. Uh, just reading, so Paul writes in Hebrews 11, 1, faith, faith? Oh dear, I'm going to try this again. <laughs> yeah, go on then. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Yeah. And that's what faith is. You know, we're talking today about the shield of faith, but it's about having the, the protection mm. of those things that we can't see. And holding on to those things that we can't see, but knowing you know, we can internally know that ultimately Jesus died and rose again. And that's where our faith, you know, should be pinned on to, so yes. to speak. Yeah. You know, there's enough evidence to say that Jesus died. Yeah. Um, we, all, we can all say that Jesus was a human being and he, he lived and he died. Yeah. But it's the faith in the resurrection yeah. that he was brought back. And within that, he still lives today. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where the faith is. Now, I totally appreciate that as believers, we believe that Jesus lives within us and we know that he is alive, therefore, within us. Yeah. But we still have to have that quality of faith yeah. to, first of all, receive that. If I'm we don't yeah. have that faith at the very beginning, and that's what without going into that question that you and I shall not mention. Um, <laughs> well, not, not for a few weeks yet anyway. <laughs> yeah, but that's what, you know, to confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord is to have faith. Is yeah. to have faith yeah. that Jesus is Lord, Jesus yeah. is alive. And that's then what brings salvation. So we've got yeah. to have that level of faith at the very beginning to say, Jesus is Lord, Jesus is alive, Jesus did rise from the dead god did raise him again so that's the level of faith um it's having that conviction in something yeah. that we can't see yeah um, yeah and yeah so and, and that to me in a sense is why having the diary for us is so important mm. um because yes um in, in terms of god living in us that's something that you accept by faith but there's a part of this discussion which also for me comes back to well actually i don't believe in the wind well why yeah. not well because i can't see it no but can you see that tree that's being blown over by oh yeah well there you go yeah. um and the principle is exactly the same you know we we may be um and i'm not for a moment suggesting and i've seen god do some amazing physical miracles um, before my eyes um so i'm not for a moment suggesting that doesn't happen but broadly speaking um, we don't necessarily see the physical effects of what God does or the, the, the physicality of what God does. Um, but when you look back over what he's done in your life and the way he's led you and the timing of certain things, I, I heard a preacher say many, many years ago um, that uh, for certain of the miracles, what was miraculous wasn't what physically happened because that was a natural phenomena. What was the miracle was that the timing that God caused it to happen. Yes. um you know um and so yeah that that just blew my mind that um god i mean even even if you look at it as a natural phenomena you still got to look at the fact that within creation god created that natural phenomenon knowing obviously living outside time knowing what was going to need to happen and when um but the miracle was the the, the timing of that happening um but but just to be able to look back and say these are the things which i've seen god do in my life gives me the extra measure of faith to say, well, if he did that, then I have the faith to know that he's here now to be able to go on doing that. Hmm. And for me, as I say, uh, for, for me in the last, I suppose, 36 hours, I guess, uh, last day and a half, couple of days, 
that has been an incredibly, incredibly helpful reminder, shall we say. Again, years and years ago, a friend of mine said to me when I was going through a rough time, Russ, let me remind you of what you already know. And that was already there. Um, but just sometimes we need to be reminded of what we already know um, in terms of how we how we face and looking to see the God that is there, that we know is there by faith, um, you know, to, to help moving forward. Um, yes. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And it's about you know, increasing our faith. Yeah. You know, we talked yeah. earlier on about deepening our you know, our relationship and resting in in God and, and allowing um, Him to allow Him to cover us and, and yeah. um, you know, be in His shadow um, and, and the shadow of His wing. I know it's something that uh, you've talked about yeah. in the past. It's it, it, we our protection through the shield yeah. is through faith and deepening that faith. Yeah. yeah, We can have a faith that starts off by saying, yes, I believe in Jesus and believe in the resurrection. Yeah. But then it's deepening that and going further. So we have a faith yeah. in the fact that there's there's a Holy Spirit. Yeah. And understanding then that we have a faith that, you know, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can exercise power and authority that, yeah. you know, that Jesus tells us we can yeah. do. And that's a deepening of faith. And then when we see... You know, we might see healings or we see miraculous signs or things that's a deepening of faith and yeah. all of these things constantly deepen our faith mm -hmm. um and that's not to say that we don't come up against things you <laughs> that will test us mm -hmm. because we will we will come up against things yeah. that will test our faith and yeah. test what we truly believe and people will test us as well as situations but those testing things are the things that will then help to deepen our yeah. faith as well yeah um, yeah there is no test that is not there for a reason whilst it's hard to sometimes believe they're there for a reason so that we can have a deeper faith yeah yeah the, the story i always love is, is job yes because at yeah. the very beginning of the book of job satan comes and asks god or sorry yeah. god gives him permission to go yeah. And, and test Job. Yeah. Um, Jesus says to Peter that uh, Satan has asked to. Yeah. And so these are really, God has the ultimate say. Yeah. And the, God knows. We will never know. As human beings, we will never ever yeah. know why God allows these things to happen. Yeah apart from the fact that all these things are to increase our faith and relationship with him and ultimately then to to um, increase our dependence upon him we can yeah. only get through these things with him yeah and that will add to the protection so it comes back to again what got what um, the enemy means for harm god will use for good yeah and yeah, that's absolutely. the journey that we're all on yeah yeah for sure it, it's interesting it's interesting that you raise that because um, the last of the devotions that I uh, found earlier, and, and again, it was a reminder of something that I already knew, but I highlighted this paragraph. Um, and this is taken from uh, Living Truth, uh, livingtruth.ca, um, from their devotion on the Shield of Faith. And um, their writer, and I don't think it gives a name, unfortunately, uh, but their writer said this, the actual exercise of faith in God is the shield which becomes our security. Hebrews 11 is a classic chapter on faith, which cites various examples of men and women who not only lived by faith, but also died in their faith. The chapter begins, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance of what we do not see. 
this is what the ancients were commended for, which was the verse that you raised a few minutes mm -hmm. ago. He goes on to say this. Faith looks beyond the physical and material to God with a certainty that holds far more credibility than the physical and material world. Now, there's more to it, but I just want to stop there. That, you know, it shouldn't have done, but that blew me away. When you read that carefully, faith looks beyond the physical and material to God with a certainty that holds far more credibility than the physical and material world. That is a measure of faith and a half that you're taking that with more credibility than the physical and material world. That is a huge, huge faith. He goes on, we may believe uh, living by faith always leads to recognized success, but that is not true of scripture. Taking up the shield of faith does not mean that God will get us out of our difficulties. It means bringing him into our difficulties. That is where we find peace amidst the arrows of doubt by trusting in the invisible presence and working of God. And it's really interesting that, you know, a lot of people, myself included, we hit the tough times and we cry out, usually, first and foremost, God, where are you? Yeah. Why am I on my own? That in itself immediately brings that amazing and wonderful poem, Footprints, to mind, um, which I think is terrific that we are reminded that when there's only one set of footprints in the, uh, in the sand, they're actually Christ's footprints as he's carrying us. Um, but the other thing, and I love the way this is worded, taking up the shield of faith does not mean God will get us out of our difficulties. It means bringing him into our difficulties. The suggestion is that when we hit the difficult times, instead of shouting and screaming at God and saying, where are you? I'm struggling. We actually say, God, I invite you to come in and be a part of this issue with me and walk me through it. Mm -hmm. What a difference. Yeah. What a difference. Because firstly, we're already admitting in that that we can't do it ourselves. And secondly, instead of throwing our toys out the pram, where we then find it much tougher when God says, well, I'm going to answer this prayer, but not the way you want me to answer it, because that's not right for you. When we invite God into the problem, we're also opening our hearts to saying, all right, Lord, you come and walk me through this in the way that you want to do it. You're already opening your heart to the fact that God may take you in a direction that you're not expecting to go in yes you know and again for me it shouldn't have been but that was that was near revolutionary that you know i, I recognize that yeah often my first port of call is oi lord what are you doing <laughs> I, I recognize that totally that was nothing new um and i recognize calling on the lord to help and so on and so forth um and i recognize the scriptural value of that but actually from our hearts to invite god that's almost the word he used to invite god in to walk that problem with you opens your heart to the way that God will then deal with that. So, um, yeah, for me, that again, very, very helpful. And, and recognizing the whole point of the armor is that, you know, we wouldn't have armor if we didn't need it. So the whole point of the armor is recognizing as well that we're in a battle. I think the opening couple of verses that we, that we read here talks about where that battle is based and the fact that it is a battle. And all of the bits that we've talked about uh, reference some form of defense. The shield that we're talking about today, perhaps the biggest of those. Um, but the fact that you need defense means that you're going to be attacked. So it's yes. not talking about taking away the problems. It's talking about exercising our faith in Christ to defend us when those problems arise. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think too many Christians and, and yeah, you know, I'll raise my hand. We get caught out when trouble happens. And one of the things that Anne and I have learned um, particularly on this this journey, the, the, the call that we've had on our lives for the last six months, 
um, we've come to very quickly realize and praying to as often as we've remembered to do it. And we're not perfect by a long stretch. We've forgotten on a couple of occasions that we paid the penalty, but just to pray, okay, we're going in the direction God is calling us in on this part of the journey. We need to recognize that because we're continuing to follow God's call, the devil is going to have a go. And praise God, mostly we've remembered and said, Lord, please protect us. And we've been aware of that. But there have been a couple of times uh, where we've let that slip. An attack has come and it's like, oh, with three O's, you know, Um, you know, and and we suffer because, well, hang on. Yeah. Lord, we're doing what you told us to. Why Why are we getting attacked? Well, you know, <laughs> we're never told that we're not going to be. Yes. You know, and that's where our exercising our faith as a shield is so, so significant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, I'm eyeballing the time. I've covered the bits that, that I'd looked up and, uh, and, and found. What about yourself, mate? Any closing thoughts relating to? The only thing for me is just to encourage our listeners to, yeah. to keep building that faith. Yeah. Um, you know, keep keep in prayer, keep in worship, keep in, in God's word um, and build that relationship with him. And if there are things that you feel, I'm reluctant to say lacking in mm. terms of faith, <laughs> but ask him. Yeah. Don't be surprised that he will answer it. Yes. Um, I have a, a, you know, I remember very clearly when I was training to be a street pastor in Swindon, and you know we were talking about testimonies and i said to the lord lord i haven't got a testimony and that was the worst thing i could have ever said because he then <laughs> took me through all sorts of trials to, to give me an, a, a testimony yeah and i actually then came to a place where i really did know who he was and yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. the flip side of that is that i realized prior to that that i didn't know who he was and i didn't have a relationship with him mm, yeah but you know if you want to see things and then, then ask him and yeah. he will reveal these things you just yeah. need to be prepared absolutely for the way you know, it, it may come yeah um, yeah it's often said isn't it be careful what you pray for you might just get it um, oh. <laughs> you know so um yeah yeah, yeah. don't so, don't be yeah. afraid to ask but be ready for what you get exactly exactly so yeah you know, i just encourage people to to keep building that relationship with him yeah. um and through that will come a deepening of faith yeah that will then be a bigger protection um, yeah. and a big defense yeah. moving forward yeah um, yeah so, for sure yeah amen awesome brother it's been real it's, it's been, it uh, has been real hasn't it <laughs> very real <laughs> no it's been great it's been great i've loved it i've loved it um now do you think we should before our uh, before our listeners um confirm what we're going to be bringing next yeah. week <laughs> Although, if memory serves, I think we have actually only got one item left now. Have we? Oh, okay. I think so. I think so. We've covered helmet, we've covered belt, we've covered breastplate, we've covered shield, we've covered shoes. From from memory, we should be on the sword of the spirit, which is the word of the Lord. And I think that's the last one. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. It, between us, we can't get that wrong. Because if we know, if we go away from today, knowing there's only one item left to cover. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Brother, it's been brilliant, but I've got to say, sadly, that is all for this week. As always, our thanks for listening, and please, please do share the show with your own social media feeds, with your churches, your friends, and your families. You can, of course, find us on Apple Podcasts, amongst numerous other podcast platforms, where you can subscribe, and that would be awesome if you could subscribe. That'd be great, Uh, and that way, obviously, you never miss an episode. And with Apple Podcasts, as with any of the podcast players, if you can leave us a review, that would also be fantastic. 
You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you can email us directly at Christians in Our Soup. That's all one word, Christians in Our Soup at hotmail.com. And of course, don't forget the website, which is podpage.com forward slash Christians hyphen in hyphen our hyphen soup, where you can listen to all our episodes, you can share the page, you can link off to our social media feeds, and you can share individual episodes as well. So if there's a particular episode that you like and want to share, um, there are share buttons on all of the episodes there that you can share to the main social media feeds. Um, so do feel free to do that and as we mentioned earlier on as well if you've got any audio feedback that you want to leave for the show on the home page of the website bottom right hand corner there's a blue mic button record us some audio feedback and uh, yeah we'll play that on the show if that's appropriate to do that Uh, but that's it for this week bless you for listening once again until we share the airwaves uh, again it's goodbye from myself russ and it's goodbye from me bramwell take care of yourselves god bless you all god bless